0: Into the me, to this. It is Tuesday the 31st of May, welcome to Afternoon Sport, Tim Gilbert here and I'm joined by my co-host Shane Lee and Shane, of course, I was having a bit of a squiz online and I thought of Six and Out, a wonderful wonderful band <laughs> and your guitarist when I saw a, a guy that absolutely loves them, spent what 4.6 million dollars on a Kurt Cobain collection, what's going on?
1: Yeah, so 1991 uh, from the the song "Smells Like Teen Spirit," which was a song about a uh, brand of mm. deodorant. But anyway, that's that's another fact. But it's electric blue Fender, mate. Four point five million dollars. Now I've got quite a few guitars at home here myself. I've I've definitely got a lot more guitars than I have cricket bats these days. But I, I certainly haven't got one for four point five million dollars. That's a big, big number.
0: There was speculation that Brad McNamara. Didn't really know how to play the
1: bass guitar in that band. Is is there any (laughs) truth to that? Well, he was actually trying to play lead, but we used to stick him behind a pole and not plug him (laughs) in. (laughs) (laughs) He was just still part of the band. Anyway, it was was good fun, good days. But that's a that's a cracking guitar, left handed too, Kurt Cobain.
0: Oh, yeah, yeah, worth all that uh, all that coin. All right, we've got a huge show on the way, of course. Uh, there's so much cricket about all the turmoil in Sri Lanka. Australia seem to be unfazed ahead of their tour. The Sydney Swans are going to appeal Buddy Franklin. And uh, Charles Barkley, what about this? Pelted with T-shirts by
1: angry Warriors fans. What? John O'Brien is a legend of Australia's beer industry. Proudly 100% Aussie-owned, made in Ballarat, O'Brien Beer is Australia's most awarded gluten-free beer and widely available around Australia through major retailers and online at rebellionbrewing.com.au. O'Brien Beer, the beer that loves your back.
0: So, Shane, there's quite a bit of unrest in Sri Lanka. We've seen this over the years. Uh, We've seen Mm. tours uh, boycotted after terrorist bombings. Um, there is trouble but the Australian cricket team and those around it seem to be comfortable with with travelling there again?
1: Well, they say they're comfortable um, and I know personally as a a past player and two at some of these places where um, in particular Sri Lanka was scary there for a while... Um, Whilst you're given um, sureties from Cricket Australia and that's a, the security will be top-notch and you'll be protected, in the back of your mind, you, you still you still do fear for yourself and think, will, will cricket be a target? I certainly hope not. I know the Sri Lankan people love their cricket uh, and the tour is going ahead. But, yeah, there is some serious unrest there uh, to the point where a friend of mine, uh, Marissa, she was due to go there on a family holiday and only cancelled last week. So, But cricket's going ahead. But uh, fingers crossed the boys will be fine. And the the loving cricket people of Sri Lanka get to watch a fantastic series.
0: Oh, absolutely. They're beautiful people. And look, I think Mm. a lot of people start to think of what happened outside Gaddafi Stadium in Lahore that time with with the Sri Lankan cricket team when you think of unrest in particular countries. But uh, let's hope it just all goes... Ahead without a hitch and, and we see some great cricket. Now we're going to have a very congested but wonderful summer. It's good to see South Africa back playing a test series here in Australia because they haven't done it for quite some time because often they'll run their own
1: series through the summer. Yeah, well, that's very true, Tim, and we haven't played them since uh, Sandpapergate, so it will be a big series. A very uh, busy and, and funny schedule this year. I think there's close to six teams coming out to Australia. Mm. Um two different series, uh, test series against West Indies, two two matches there. Um, they'll start in Perth, uh, which is good to see. Um, then, I, then, as you said, we take on South Africa, but then you've got New Zealand and Zimbabwe coming out for one day. As There's a host of teams coming this year. I think it's very confusing, but uh, Cricket Australia <laughs> definitely trying to put as many games in to create as much money as they can post-COVID.
0: Yeah, it might be, but I like seeing it because we, we've sort of been – I don't know. Stripped of it a little bit because mm. lots got postponed. Uh, and and just on that note, the West Indies are a lot more powerful than what they were a couple of years ago. So yep. hopefully, we'll see some good
1: Test matches and uh, the rise and rise of um, Tim David. Yeah, this guy's going from strength to strength. He's uh, he was born in Singapore, as we know, um, and pretty much cut his teeth in the Pakistan Premier League, which is an. Uh, a T20 tournament. Um, he was then selected and was paid $1.5 million to play in the IPL. Um, and Had a pretty good pretty good season there as well. He's now over in England playing uh, for Lancashire and just smashed another 60 off 25 balls. So they're saying, and I think what will happen, he will be included now in the T20 squad moving forward. And he gives us some serious firepower late in the order. He's scoring more than two runs a ball every time he bats.
0: Yeah, oh yeah, he's he's explosive. Uh, what mm. about this Travis Head story? We saw it a couple of weeks ago, him in, in the plane drama and the Maldives. He's come out and spoken about a pretty scary ordeal, huh?
1: It was very scary when your plane runs off the end of the, the runway and you've got to get out via the, um, the slides on the side of the plane. It's very nerve-wracking, but he's about mm. to jump on a plane only a month later to go back to Sri Lanka the place where it, where it happened for him originally he just said hopefully with the Australian cricket team this time and not just travelling with his girlfriend he'll be on a much bigger plane <laughs> so hopefully he'll be okay
0: yeah um, I've been on a couple of uh, moments where things well have not looked quite that grim but uh, they, they do shake you up a bit that's for sure yeah big time uh, now there was a concerning uh, ser- security breach uh, with Rafael Nadal at the French Open
1: yeah and this happens all the time and it was only a young kid somehow got onto centre court ran on there and he had long hair, and his, his name was Rafa as well. So the kid obviously wanted to meet his idol, but somehow got through security. Rafa just sort of rubbed him on the head and said, well done, mate, nice to meet you. And then he got off the court. But, you know, we saw Monica Sellers get stabbed not that long ago. Um, we see players and people running onto the field all the time in in the soccer over there. Look, I'm just worried. It won't be long before someone is seriously injured or even potentially killed, heaven forbid. But uh, we've got to, security needs to be upped around these um, tournaments and make sure people don't get close to the players
0: and and large events as well how look, yeah I, mean, I understand will smith is a high profile actor but to be able just to walk up onto the stage unscripted when everyone yeah. knew it was unscripted and and slap the host on the face um you know there's some things that are happening that are potentially dangerous and, mm. and um catastrophic in some circumstances now what about this um horror blunder that's cost Huddersfield $300 Nottingham Forest clinching the promotion to the Premier League for the first time in 23 years with that nail-biting victory.
1: Well, yeah, as you said, Nottingham Forest, the first time in the 21st century they're back into the Premier League and it was due to a a home goal. And um, his name was Levi Colwell, poor bloke, I'm going to call him out there. But, yeah, it's cost his club £300 million. And, uh, yeah, what a time to score a home goal. In the, in the final <laughs> the chance to be promoted oh. in the Premier League. He will not sleep for weeks, this poor bloke.
0: Oh, yeah, an own goal. There are there are some moments in soccer, aren't they, like when those own goals and those accidents yep. happen or you go to a penalty shootout and you're the one to miss it or, or the keeper. Yeah, it's, yeah, there's some very, very difficult circumstances <laughs> for, for football players. Now, the more and more we read and see news about Phil Mickelson, you do sort of get this image that he's a bit of a prick, don't you? Do
1: you feel that? <laughs> <laughs> you do. And I think you're going to see the PGA turn up uh, PR on anyone that tries to defect from, from their, their competition. And they're doing this now. But this has come out. Um, uh, his former caddy, a guy called uh, Jim Bones Mackay. Um, they, they parted ways in 2017. Him. Uh, McKay and and Mickelson, he was saying that he was owed hundreds of thousands of dollars, and Mickelson had a bad gambling uh, problem. He said he he probably gambled Ooh. away fifty six million dollars. Uh, Bones Bones-Mackay, the caddy now is is actually caddying for the the, the recent winner um, Justin Thomas in the PGA, and what what he's basically saying is that at the end of a, a tournament, the players get the green jacket, um, and normally the caddy gets the the eighteenth green flag, but Mickelson wouldn't let. Um, Bones and Mackay take the green flag just out of being, you know, I don't know, stubborn or or just being, I don't know, putting the guy back in his place. And, uh, yeah, he said pretty much what you said, Timmy, he's a bit of a prick, this bloke.
0: <laughs> well, the more and more you read, the more and more you see, yeah, uh, the uh, you know, if it, if it quacks and looks like a duck. Yeah. Generally, generally is showing. Mm. Stay with us on Afternoon Sport. We've got the AFL, the NRL, and plenty more. Afternoon Sport. The Swans are going to appeal this ban on Lance Franklin. Uh, got given or handed one week if he, if they accepted it, the Swans. But uh, uh, what do you make of it? Yesterday, you, you were thinking that, you know, he probably deserved one week, but they're trying to go the line that it wasn't intentional.
1: Yeah, I read it's going to be a tough one for them to, um, to prove it, that it wasn't intentional. Uh, it just looked high and it did look on purpose. And the one thing they do in AFL, if you strike anyone um, above. Above the shoulders that uh, you will you will be sent off for, for, for a few weeks minimum. Um, but they're going to appeal it. The, the big opportunity here is this, because we play Melbourne next week, Melbourne have their um, star defender Stephen May, who's actually out injured. And with Buddy in form, he could run or wreak havoc um, against Melbourne uh, if he's allowed to get on the field. But yeah, if they appeal this, he could end up with a couple of weeks, not just one. Yeah, so uh, it's going to be interesting to see mm. what does happen
0: there. Uh, we've seen a, a number of untimely deaths and illnesses around ex-sports people. Thankfully, West Coast legend Peter Matera is recovering in hospital.
1: Out and out AFL legend, this guy, after a major heart attack just in his early 50s. Yeah, 53, and he's had two stents put in. Um, Peter Matera, for me, I first got into AFL in and around 1994 when I was at the career Academy, and, and Matera was at the top of his game. Unbelievable midfielder, uh, you know, I think won two or three premierships with the West Coast Eagles. And uh, fingers crossed he's okay. 53, very young, two stents put in, but he's recovering in hospital now. So hopefully he'll make a full recovery.
0: Yeah, we're just over a week away from State of Origin 1 at Sydney's Acor Stadium. We're going to get a full crowd. Last night uh, I was hosting the True Blues dinner, of course, where the New South Wales team was presented to... To stakeholders and fans, there was 400-odd people. It was a great night, mm. and we saw the Hall of Fame inductees, the great Ken Carney from the Dragons, Harry Wells, mighty player, and, of course, Ricky Stewart. So uh, that happened last night for New South Wales. Brad Fittler pretty happy with his team. Obviously, they've had to bring in a few debutants. Billy mm. Slater uh, and his team in Queensland looks particularly strong. He's left out a very high-profile, highly-paid player as well.
1: He has. David Vefita. Uh, you know, he's paid $1.2 million a season yeah. uh, up there. Um, I, I think it's really interesting to see when a new coach comes on board, who they're going to pick and, and what style of play they're going to go with. And and Billy Slater as a player was very sort of hardworking. There was no frills. He got the job done week in, week out. And I just think players like Fafita, even though know, he can be unbelievable on his day. He had, does have periods where he's not and he doesn't live up to his expectations. So you can see he wants to go with, yeah, I suppose, the future and form, uh, hence picking Selwyn Cobo, the, the young winger. Also pick young guns around um, Reuben Cotter. Um, and Jeremiah Nanai in, in the squad, mate. And then mixed with, you know, Daly, Cherry Evans, and some experience. It's a bloody good squad for the Queenslanders. Oh, I hate to say it. You've
0: got Gagai, yeah, mm. Gagai, Ben Hunt, Jalen yeah. Ponger at the back, Munster, Harry Grant on the bench. It's it's a pretty good looking football team. Um, now, Lewis Hamilton, he doesn't seem happy at the moment, does he? Uh, obviously, things aren't happening on the track for him like they were because he'd virtually just go out, have a drive, and win. Um, he's hit out at the, the messy and delayed Monaco Grand, Grand Prix. Uh,
1: Are any of these um, Formula 1 drivers happy? Like they all seem all uh-huh. seem to have the shits. They're cruising around Monaco. be nice to get their money, <laughs> get paid an absolute squillion, and all they do is complain. Look, I can see what Lewis Hamilton was annoyed about here, and there was a seventy minute delay. There was a there was rain happening, and he said, "We are Formula One drivers. Get us out there. It's a little bit of drizzle. We can handle it." What What are we waiting for? And and I sort of agreed with that. And but it's the world we live in, mate. These days, you've got pedantic officials who are too scared to make a decision, like people do. Every day in the workforce, and uh, it's just been hamstrung. He says, it's "A little bit of rain, let's get out there and drive the cars and put on a show." Good on him. I know how anno- I know how annoying mm. it is at cricket, yeah. isn't it? When uh, because
0: there's some very archaic rules
1: that if you're off, you can't
0: go on. Uh, you know, once you're off, if it's raining at yeah. all, and sometimes people get very upset. Now, I've heard of um, you know acts or comedians that have gone wrong, being hit with tomatoes and <laughs> all kinds of stuff, but I've never heard of anyone being hit with T-shirts. This is quite extraordinary. Charles Barkley pelted with T-shirts by angry Warriors fans after Game 5 in the NBA.
1: Yeah, it's funny, isn't it? Because he's tipped the Mavericks to play against the Warriors and the Warriors end up winning the last game 120-110. to 110. Gold State Warriors defeating the Mavericks. And uh, yeah, post-match the, the fans turned on him and started throwing T-shirts at him just to let him know where he stood. He actually stood up and tried to walk towards a few of the fans who were behind a barricade and a few of the other basketballers just grabbed him and said, Mate, come come sit down. Don't don't carry on. But uh yeah, it's a bit of uh bit of spite over there in the current um playoffs, which is good to see. You keep
0: doing that, I'm gonna throw a yeah. t shirt at you. Yeah. It's
1: like it's, <laughs> it's a bit off a team, <laughs> It isn't wouldn't it? fit him.
0: Oh, no, absolutely. He's a big human. Now, not quite as big, but he's a big man and he was a great singer. And we've already mentioned Six and Out today, Richard Cheekwee. Tell me a Richard Cheekwee story to give us a smile at the end of the show today.
1: Well, I love this. When, when Cheeks was first playing for New South Wales in the, in the early 90s um, and doing well, he sort of came in the, the team. He was the first Chinese um, first class cricketer. Um, and his beautiful mum, Elizabeth, is, is, she's still with us today. She's an absolute cracker. She's always here to support Richard. But she didn't sort of quite understand that Richard was now playing for a first-class team, and the change rooms of the SCG were just for the players. Mm. And as Richard scored 100 in one particular game, uh, Phil Emery, had who was the captain at the time, had to tell Elizabeth Cheek, where well, his mum, uh, to because she politely leave the change room, she was in there just making herself a cup of tea and having a sandwich <laughs> while the guys are trying to get changed. And they had asked uh, the lovely Mrs. Cheekweed just to uh, maybe pop outside and I'll bring a cup of tea out for her but uh, I think Cheeks was quite embarrassed. Elizabeth wasn't. She got a nice cup of tea. She was happy. <laughs> oh, that's funny. They're a lovely family. Uh, every time I hear Cheeks' name,
0: it reminds me of his brother, Michael, who was a very accomplished batsman, whacking me all over <laughs> Don Dawson Oval you know, down his shield game to score 120 off about 80 balls. Now, oh, su- super please.
1: family and super talented sports people. Yep, Cheeks, love them.
0: That's it for Afternoon Sport today. Make sure you hit follow or subscribe wherever you listen. A big thank you to our sponsors.
1: Our fantastic sponsors. O'Brien Beer, the beer that loves you
0: back. Absolutely. And, of course, our great producer, Dan McHugh, back tomorrow with your daily dose of
1: sport. We'll see you then, guys. Take care. Build